it's Chantel, the host of Mommy Talk. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're about a week away from celebrating our dads and um, father figures in our lives, including our baby daddies. So I thought this episode could be a conversation of finding our equals and our matches. At some point, regardless if you're with him or not, you felt that your baby daddy was your equal. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about um, the journey that I went on as well as some others such as personal friends and known celebrities. It'll be a good one, so let's get started after hearing from our sponsor. Cool Moms Club is a lifestyle brand created specifically for dope moms looking to treat themselves every once in a while. Choose from soft, relaxed, fitted tees and tanks as well as must-have home goods. Go now to thecoolmomsclub.com, shop and receive free shipping on all orders, $50 or more. All right, y'all. So let's get into this week's Two Truths and a Lie. This is the part of the show. If you haven't heard before or if you haven't listened to an episode before, this is part of the show where I'll share two true statements about my life and one lie. So um, I'll challenge you, those that are listening, to figure out which is which. At the end of the show, I'll reveal what's what. So the first statement is, I work from home with my husband, Eric, every day. Second, I found my first gray strand last week. And third is, despite being fully vaccinated, I'm still hiding out at home, avoiding restaurants, shopping centers, etc. So again, it's, I work from home with my husband, Eric, every day. Two, I found my first gray strand um, in my hair (laughs) last week. And three, despite being fully vaccinated, I'm still hiding out at home, um, avoiding all public crowded places. So stick around and you'll hear which is true and what's the lie. Okay, so a few episodes ago, I shared how Eric and I met, but if this is your first time listening um, or you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, I'll recap the story. We met on a blind date through his aunt. Um, I knew her pretty much my entire life. She was in my parents' wedding. However, I didn't know much about her family on her dad's side, which is where Eric fell in. So growing up, I would often visit like her mom's house. Um, She watched me for like a week while my parents were traveling somewhere. Um, she would also like come to my dance recitals. I mean, this lady was like family, family. Okay. Um, yet I had no idea she had a nephew my age. So fast forward years later, she came and asked me if I was dating anyone. And so I responded no. And she was like, oh, good. I have someone, um, I want to introduce you to, um, my nephew. And as you can imagine, As I said, I've known her my entire life. So when she said her nephew, I was like, what? You know, what are you talking about? Just really shocked that she even, you know, had someone in her family that was my age. And then she, of course, ended up explaining like, oh, no, it's on my dad's side. I know you don't know my dad's side um, that well. But yeah, I have a nephew on my dad's side. So uh, we did 
end up meeting we met um, at Chili's the restaurant that was our first date and about four months after that we became official um, we dated for three years we had a year-long engagement and then in November of this year we'll be celebrating 10 years of marriage so over those 10 years we've accomplished a lot including bringing two babies in the world so um now I've never said Eric is my soulmate like I don't describe him as that because to me I think of a soulmate um, as those that have like life dependency connections. And what I mean by that is, you know, the movie, um, the movie Notebook. So I, I love that movie. Um, such a good story. But the ending, spoiler alert for those that haven't viewed it, the couple die together in their sleep holding hands. So it didn't show if they died at the same time. But it had to be within hours because the nurse on duty um, saw the husband trying to sneak into his wife's like nursing home room. And the next morning, she found them both in bed, peace of, peacefully gone. So to me, their relationship, their relationship could be best defined as like that of a soulmate. Like they are definitely each other's soulmates their soul literally could not continue on without the other now I love Eric with all my heart yeah I feel like if he goes onto the upper room before me I will absolutely act a fool at the funeral um I'm gonna take as much time as I need to grieve and eventually I will get back to living my life and I expect the same from him, you know, I wouldn't want him to waste, well, I wouldn't want him to waste too much significant time grieving. Um, instead, I want to, I want him to continue living um, to the fullest as, you know, time on earth is, is so short. So, but I definitely want him to grieve, you know, I am the love of his life. So he needs to grieve for a few years or so. But that said, Eric is definitely best described as my best friend, my husband, and my life partner. So I say all that to bring us to today's topic. Um, he's my equal. Or as I heard like some younger people say before, he matches my fly. But sometimes even with that, <laughs> he'd be wearing some questionable kicks at times, y'all. Um, but for real, what I mean by that is over time, we've learned how to balance each other. Uh, where he lacks, I make up and where I lack, he makes up. So for example, I, I pay attention to details. Um, it can be details in cooking, decorating, um, stuff that I watch on TV, you know, movies, making travel accommodations, like where Eric is more focused on functionality. So if we have some friends over for a cookout, I'll pull out like matching serving dishes, get a colorful cloth for the table, may even find themed paper goods if it's a holiday. 
we're celebrating, you know, like something just adds a little something, you know. Um, but Eric, on the other hand, will take the food off the grill, put it in an aluminum pan, pull out any paper goods he finds in the pantry and invite folks to start eating. But his ease and my extraness balances out, right? So he gives me a look when he feels that I'm doing too much and I'll let him know quick. Boy, that's tacky as hell. Um, This also happens with work. I'll often vent to him about some stuff I'm having trouble with and he'll come back with a solution almost immediately. And in most cases, he'll even... He'll even volunteer to help me execute what needs to be done. So he'll step in and he steps up. And I feel like I do the same for him. Um, When he looks more stressed than usual, I ask if he needs help with anything. You know, we're a team. And um, I think it's how we're able to manage or how we're able to juggle quite a bit while still keeping our sanity. We don't push everything on the other, such as like household responsibilities or the kids, bills, whatever. Instead, we do what we can to make things easier for for the other. And I think, I don't know, I think that's where many couples fall short I, I believe that it's just human nature to have some sort of selfishness, right? So it may not be a lot, but there's some selfishness in all of us. Um, however, when you and your boo become serious, it's time for you to change that mentality um, and ch- change that mentality of, of just being all about yourself and start thinking about how you can be... Um, of service to your man. Now, hold on. Now, I don't. I don't mean that in an extreme submissive way. Ain't nobody over here barking like a dog and hopping on one leg. Okay, not I. But I do think constantly of how I can make his day better or easier. So um, whether it's taking the kids out of the house so he can tie up some loose ends with work Um, or if I'm out running errands let me call and see if he needs something if I'm I don't know cleaning my side of the bathroom might as well clean his side too Um, he needs some new socks he needs some new drawers let me get online and order him some while I'm thinking about it it's just those small things that I mean by being of service making his life easier these Small things to me, I feel like in turn allow for potential bigger things to happen. So if I take the kids out, allowing him to focus on work, he can then focus on me later, y'all. So I'll say again, when you're ready to be serious, um, start thinking, how can I help him be great? Now, if you feel like you ain't in the mood to be helpful, If you don't see yourself being of any service to your significant other for whatever reason, then since he may not be your equal, you ain't trying to add anything to the equation to balance things out. 
And at that point, it may be time to just move on. And that too is quite okay. Uh, One of of the biggest ways Eric and I balance each other are, I think, like our work ethics. You know, we both are fortunate to work jobs we love. Therefore, we spend lots of hours working. We have an understanding of what each other, you know, what we're trying to accomplish. We have, you know, individual work goals as well as family goals. And we know the plan it takes to get there. So the plan entails lots of understanding and support from each other. Um, And most importantly, consistency, you know. I can't be out in the streets working nonstop to support our family and dreams while he's home playing Xbox. Um, nah, bro. If we gonna both benefit from the plan, we both need to be putting in the plan. Um, we have to balance out that equation. Y'all know what I mean by like when I say equation, right? Like I literally am referring to pre-algebra days when you have to give and take from each side so that they equal each other. Um, so if the equation is three plus X equals seven, then X is four, right? Because the right side of the equation has to equal, or the right side of the equation is seven. So you have to figure out how to get the left side to equal seven. If it's the same with a relationship, you know, you have to figure out what gives and and what takes. Um, It's never going to balance if you're constantly giving or you're constantly taking. It won't work, right? So let me also say this, though. If you're making 110 a year, don't look at Boothing expecting him to pull that same 110 a year, too. Yes, that's equal. I get it. But his 60K and bond benefit package may balance things out too. Or maybe his job is closer um, to the kids' schools, allowing him to be like the emergency contact or something, giving you a little more ease knowing that he's around the corner if the kids need anything. Um, His job may have more flexibility, again, allowing you to... um, become promoted within the organization because you're able to to really, really focus as he's taking on more responsibilities with the kids or or the household. Um, Either way, you guys are still balancing each other. You are both giving and you're both taking at the same time. Um, So you you know what I mean. It, it, It doesn't have to be exact in all instances, but they're just has to be balance. Now, I'm going to share a real story, not mine, but real. And I think it'll help even more illustrate the whole balancing thing that I'm trying to talk about. So I have a friend. um, They are in a serious relationship with a guy. Um, This guy has young kids for whatever reason, him and the baby mama didn't work out. Doesn't matter uh, what the issue was, but 
him, my friend, they're now um, moving closer to marriage. So it's like serious, serious, y'all. My friend has always been a hard worker. She lost her parents um, at a young age, unfortunately. So it was revealed that she had she had to work, um, particularly to get what she wanted in life. So um, the boyfriend, on the other hand, is completely opposite. Uh, when they met, he was living at home with his mom, whom I've seen really spoils him. And it's not that I... It's not that I think they can't work out. I just feel that they are so unequal at their current stages of life, right? So my friend, she's about to be 40. She's looking to settle down. She wants, you know, kids of her own. And although he's expressed that he wants the same, I just don't sense or I just don't feel as though um, his maturity level is there to to help with this plan that she that she has so since they've been dating he's on and off of jobs he um, just upped and moved to a completely new state with my friend leaving behind the kids Um, and it's just things like that that should be top priority right when you're in your your 30s, your late 30s. I just think that your your children and your career or your job or just trying to figure out like where um where your um your purpose is in life, you know, which usually that has to do with your job or what you're doing um most of of the day what is that going to be? And the fact that he, like I said, on and off jobs, he left the kids behind. It's just strange to me that um, they are together. I just don't see a balance there. Um, I know I'm sounding messy as hell, (laughs) telling other people's business, but I just wanted to share in, I guess, like an outside perspective of a lop sided relationship you know one that's not equal um but finding your equal is not just something among us common folk okay think about hollywood and celebs like beyonce imagine if she married peanut y'all everybody know of a peanut and he is the same type of person in everyone's eyes he's a petite male okay always laughing and joking needs a haircut 80% of the time you see him and quick to ask for money now what if beyond that was Beyonce's boo y'all Beyonce said hey I ain't that crazy in love Pina has no job Pina has no home Pina has no drive no kind of ambition and he in turn has no beat okay these two are not equally yoked but in true honesty it's likely very few people I feel like that can match Beyonce's pockets and swag which is why I feel that she had to go to God um, to forgive Jay's infidelity you know and the two moved on building their billion dollar black empire um, that 
they they match each other you know they're equal to each other and um she could have she could have probably found someone but I just think you know in her eyes she felt that this is indeed my equal this is my best friend my life partner um my kid's father like we just need to get through this um think about like Bill Gates even you know someone like Bill out here chasing behind 21 year old Kaylee okay first of all Bill would not be able to keep up with Kaylee he'll be somewhere in the hospital ain't no way he'll be able to hold the interest of Kaylee who is trying to make TikTok videos and getting her wing eyeliner just right um he would have a hard time relating to her friends that spend hours perfecting their selfie skills and coming up with excuses to call out of work. But I don't think it would be harder than him introducing his 21-year-old girlfriend to his grown kids, right? That would be pretty difficult. I just think all in all... um, you can't be up and your boo is stuck, okay? Ain't no way I'm going out in public with Eric while he is wearing the finest and I'm looking like he just giving me a ride to the city, y'all. Um, and the same for him. I tell him all the time, I shop for you. I'm buying you the latest and greatest because you're not going to have your friends and family talking about me saying that that's a shame how Chancel's spending all his little money. Note, we both going to be popping. Moral of the story, y'all, is find someone who keeps you popping in more ways than one. Someone that balances you. Someone that helps you out. Um, Someone who makes things better. Someone who makes you better. It's not about finding, you know, that perfect person. Um, I know that there are you know, some single people out there, perhaps even some single mamas out there. It's not about finding that perfect person. I, because I don't believe that there truly is a perfect person. You know, it's about finding someone that, um, doesn't force you to, to change. Um, instead they just accept you for who you are and what you want. Um, the goals that you have, the person you aspire to be, um, that person will likely attract you to become the best version of you. That person will challenge you to be better, do better, want better, um, while also working to be the best version of them. And in the end, I think that's when you two become a match. That's when you two become equal. Um, I think even your journey to being this best version of yourself and them being their best version of themselves helps you to become equal. You guys sharing just thoughts and things, you know, that you may become more interested in or things that you just want to share with the other person because you've, you know, found it or whatever. Um, I, 
I just think that's how you find your match. Um, like I said, I don't think that it's by making a list of, oh, this is what I want. He has to be this, 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 and that. Or this is what I want. She has to be this, this, and that. Um, I think it's just about finding that person that accepts you, finding that person that truly challenges you in different ways. And most importantly, finding that person that makes you want to say, how can I be of service to this person? How can I help this person um, life be easier or this person's life be better? Um, Because that's when you become less less selfish so y'all think about that that's your homework for this week um if you're dating ask yourself is this is this person my match are are they my match are they challenging you to be the best person you can be um if you're married ask yourself am i making um my spouse's life easier am i making it better what can I do to make things more balanced? You know, is he working all of these hours while I'm just at home watching TV all day, expecting him to pick up dinner, pick up the kids or vice versa? Is, you know, he at work, um, he comes home and he does nothing while I have been at home all day with the kids laundry, cleaning, or running my own business outside of my home and and juggling the kids and laundry and everything else. Um, how can we make this more balanced? How can we make this more equal? Or if you thinking, I ain't got time to be thinking about nothing more than keeping these kids alive, that's fine too, boo. Please continue to do that. This is Simon Can Wait, <laughs> okay? Um, all right, y'all. The last thing before I log off tonight is getting to those two truths and a lie. I'll say them again in case you forgot and try to guess what's true, what's false. So one, I work from home with my husband, Eric, every day. Um, two, I found my first gray strand last week. And three, despite being fully vaccinated, I'm still holding out um, or hiding out rather at home, avoiding restaurants and shopping centers and any other crowded places. So it is true. I do work home every day with Eric. Um, This is actually before the pandemic even, you know, started. Um, And people often ask like, how do you guys do that? How do you guys survive? Uh, we live together. We somewhat work together. Um, I think the secret is we give each other space. So he has his his office and I'm working in, in my own office and we respect each other's time as well as each other's job. I don't feel as though my job is more important than his and he doesn't feel as though his is more important than mine. Um, I think for those reasons, it works. I don't know. Uh, We've been doing it now for three years. So like I said, it's it's worked. And I think that's part of the secret. Um, Yes, it is true. I found my first little gray strand last week. 
I'm not sad. I'm in still <laughs> I'm instead just wondering how I'm gonna look with gray. I had full of gray. Um, but for now, it'll likely be dyed because if you follow Cool Moms Club on IG, you'll see that I love to change up my hair and therefore I dye my own hair and my wigs and my models all black um, because it's the easiest way to blend uh, like when I have leave out or even if I put my hair in a ponytail my hair is black the bundles are black it all blends together but if the gray just completely takes over and becomes overwhelming I may have to start shopping for some gray bundles y'all um, that means this week's lie is me being cooped up in the house still after getting vaccinated. That is indeed a lie. I am out and about. Well, somewhat out and about. I, I'm all the way there. I'm still cautious, y'all. But recently I did hang out with a few of my girlfriends. We went to dinner and it was my first time inside of a restaurant in over a year. I was super excited, a little nervous. Um, I live in Central Florida, as most of you probably already know, but we live in Central Florida and <laughs> my family was likely the last to still be inside because Florida has only been closed for two days, um, the entire pandemic or what it seems like. But yeah, I, I walked into the restaurant. Um, it was kind of weird, you know, seeing everyone laughing and talking without their mask. Um, it was just weird stepping inside of a restaurant and seeing all of those people because I, we order takeout, but usually, you know, it's like ready right at the front of the restaurant or they have like curbside pickup. So I never even go inside the restaurant. And so, yeah, I just, like I said, just going inside and, and seeing everyone sitting at tables, having drinks, talking, um, making toast and sharing appetizers. It just felt somewhat like the world was normal again. Um, it was definitely one of my best nights I had in a while being able to see my friends catch up with them in person um, as opposed to like FaceTime and like I said, just like seeing everyone having some good food. Um, it, it was really good. Okay, y'all, so that's it for tonight's episode. It was brought to you again by Cool Moms Club. Thank you for listening. Have an amazing week. Stay safe, stay sane, and stay cool. Bye.